everybody. Thank you for joining us on the bonus edition of the YVH podcast. So uh, Jeff and I sat down to make the uh, September podcast, and we had all these ideas of all these things we wanted, and we ended up with everybody wanting to be on it. <laughs> Would you say that's right, Jeff? Yeah, it's it's been a little crazy. Um, we were struggling to get a couple outside people in on the show, and we didn't think we were going to get them, so we reached out to a few more people to get those on to have replacements and and then everybody came through all at once. It seemed like yeah. So uh, we we've got this. Uh, we think is a pretty a pretty cool little bit. Before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody that if you're listening, please make sure that you are on a hands free device. You're streaming it through the Bluetooth through the truck truck speakers. Uh, just something we want to make sure everybody's safe out there and don't be listening to this. Uh, you know, just out of the headpiece with the speaker turned on while you're driving down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of that Bluetooth that's built into those nice new Kenworths that we got. And Heck yeah. Listen to it over the speakers so what we're going to do here is we actually know is we're, we're getting ready to transition we're moving into fall and winter so the seasons are changing the way we talk about things everything's starting to change and we're not having to worry about heat so much but that means you probably haven't had all the stuff on the truck that you might need now and so we've got some uh we've got some guests today that i think are going to help us out with that and uh first joining us is james grant uh, a man that uh, I would think that a lot of you have probably already met. Uh, if you've ever done any maintenance here in Joplin, you've probably stumbled across James. So, James, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. He's that he's that guy that sits in that corner office, very clean shaven, um, <laughs> very well to do look. Usually, you know, suit and tie, that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. It's there's me. there's a. It's me. This is this is the guy that just uh, that won't have any scruffy facial hair. Period. <laughs> Sarcasm, guys. Hey, James, um, just in case somebody out there, one of our listeners, doesn't know who you are, um, you've been in the shop for 24 years. 24 years. You've recently started doing our maintenance minute, minute videos on uh, on the um, workplace app. Yep. Um, how long? You've been here 24 years, so have you always been in the maintenance been department? In the maintenance the whole time. Man, that's. That's dedication. Right <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was a mechanic for two years, and I won't get underneath them again. <laughs> so I would say 24 years, you're probably around the same age I am. Did you come out right out of high school into this? Or? Yeah, I was 20, 21. No, 20, 21 when I started. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so like as Adam said, we're getting ready to transition, and I wouldn't, see, wouldn't even say getting ready. I think in some places we've already seen snow. Yeah, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I, I spent the, the weekend in Indianapolis, and, you know, every night it was in the 50s and 60s already, and that was still August. So, yeah, it's, it's turning quick. Yeah, I'd like to see that blanket pulled down a little bit further, get rid of the humidity down here, and start seeing some cooler weather. I'm ready for it. But um, as we were talking before the show started, we, we've got a lot of drivers that, a lot of them come here, and this is their first place they've ever worked in the transportation world. Um, May not know how to operate that bunk heater. I know I get a lot of questions on, well, man, I push that button and it says it's on, but no, then nothing happens. Can you give them, give, give them a little bit of feedback on how all that works? Well, really, that's uh, it's really kind of about it. The problem, the thing you have to really make sure you do is let it have a time. It's got a warm-up time, essentially. So it's not like uh, you know, a fan, you just kick a button on and it just starts doing what it does. You have to let the fuel prime itself in. You have to let it warm up and then it'll start kicking out heat well that's you know that that's something we talk about for from a fuel economy standpoint a lot is that bunk heater because 
you know, it helps us a lot. We don't have to idle the trucks as much. And so we, we, uh, we have a lot of questions and concerns about getting those running. If somebody is uh, having trouble with it, what would you think is the, the best process to try and get a, a problem fixed? Where Should they come to Joplin? Should they just try to get it addressed on the road? Well, I would always say try to come to Joplin first if, you have a, if, if that's the opportunity. Um, pretty much any MHC Kenworth or just Kenworth dealership in general would be able to take care of it. Um, but of course, like I said, we always like Joplin if we can. Yeah, well, uh, it keeps our maintenance costs down, right? Right. And uh, yeah, definitely say try to, especially right now, try to get in through and make sure that it's working correctly. You don't want to get stuck in sub-zero temperatures in your S-bars now, are you? Yeah, that's, that's what I've been telling everybody as we talk about fuel economy and working and coaching the fleet supervisors on the bunk heaters right now. is uh, it's, uh, it's best to check it now while it's still kind of warm out because the last thing you want to be is that first weather shutdown and high winds in Wyoming at 30 degrees is no bunk heater. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, that was some of my favorite times in a truck was back when um, I had the old T660 with a studio sleeper on it. And, boy, you get get done for the day, you get back there, kick that bunk heater on, and, and get rolled up in your blanket and sleep good that night. But um, when is it even too cold to even run that bunk heater, and when should we idle the truck? I would, in the meantime, you start getting, like, single digits for sure. Uh, you start getting down too far into in the single digits and colder, you're going to start worrying about gel and fuel also if you're not running the truck. So I would most definitely low teens, sure, single digits. Well, this is just uh, kind of a kind of a general question. This is kind of for the the newer newer listeners, newer drivers who, who are new to the industry and may not know a lot about diesel as a fuel at this point. Could, Describe gelling real quick, just to, to explain what that is. Most of our drivers, most of our audience probably knows that what it is, but just for the new ones out there, what actually is gelling? Well, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, it's just essentially it's like the fuel's freezing. It doesn't freeze. This is it won't freeze, but that's what it. It really just turns into. Yeah, like it turns a like a gelatin, like yeah. Jello. <laughs> and once it does that, it, your fuel lines are small. Your fuel injectors, you know, shoot out small amounts of that fuel. So. If, the liquid coming through it's a gelatin makes it that much tougher yeah and it's yeah. not it's just not gonna work not gonna it's burn just, yeah you're not well it's not nothing's gonna come to the lines okay it's gonna essentially be like you ran off fuel so I, i'll even throw a question back to adam real quick as everybody knows adam is the fuel and route manager um letting our fuel tanks get too low um especially below that three-eighths of a tank and lower what can that do? I mean, that's just going to speed that process up, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in the winter, we, we try to keep more fuel in the tanks, and especially if you're running in northern states, you know, the, the, the general consensus moves up. You want to always have probably more than half a tank in the, in the fuel. And, and I know that uh, for anybody that's working with fuel and route, obviously, there are times it stretches you a little thin, and I know that can be a concern. Um, in most winters before now, we haven't seen a lot of problems with that. Uh, but this, after this last winter, we I think we learned some valuable lessons because it was such a harsh winter. Um, James, you might remember we even had a radiator freeze in Indiana last year, so it's kind of a kind of an odd odd year and just really really brutally cold. So for this year in fuel and route, we haven't set the months yet, but we're going to change the parameters a little. Where it's always had a minimum three eighths tank is the lowest that we allow it to go. We're going to move that threshold up to half a tank. Yeah, and just to give a shout out to Adam and really. Um, even more so, the whole fleet. Adam, can you share that fuel and route number? Yeah, fuel and route is currently at 
77 percent uh, as of today for the month of September, and August was 77 percent. And that's as a fleet. That's as a fleet, yeah. And so numbers are one thing, dollars is another. Uh, what that means is that monthly we're averaging just on our fuel purchases spending $105,000 less per month than we did without fuel and route. So just being conscious of where we buy our diesel, we're able to to keep that in the bottom line, keep the company healthy, and be able to invest back into our fleet and our drivers. Yeah, that's good, good, good stuff, and it's always good when we see progress like that. Finding yeah. that nickel. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, back uh, back over here for for you, James. So we started talking about this a couple weeks ago. I I, I approached you. Yeah, I believe it was. Okay, so I, I know generally the bunk heater was kind of the no brainer. We we all know that the bunk heater is the big fall and winter maintenance item to think about. Uh, but but I ask you to pose a question to the techs out in the shop, you know, and, and what what would uh, what would our technicians like to tell our drivers? Uh, were they able to come up with anything? Yeah, they actually did a real good job coming up with quite a few things. Uh, kind of going back to where we just were a little bit ago about the, the fuel gelling, mm-hmm. that was actually one of the things they come up with is kind of you know be very mindful of the temperatures and where you know with your pre-planning. Where you're going, what's the temperature going to be like when you get there? Do I need to stop? Do I need to call road service? Do I need to get some anti-gel because I'm going into an area that has, you know, extreme temperatures? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because preventative is a huge part of it too. You know, if you're going into an area where they're going to have single digits or below zero, you want to put that anti-gel in your tanks, you know, before you get there. Yeah, yeah, and I know I know communications will get some information out on when we can purchase anti-gel soon, so that information's coming quick. Uh, they got uh, draining water from your fuel water separator because um, that time of year you'll start seeing a lot of you can get a lot of water in the tanks from the different places you're getting fuel from. Well, you have a fuel water separator on the truck that separates all that, and you can drain it. Um, there actually will be a maintenance minute coming up on that. Nice. So maintenance minutes are workplace and YouTube, right? Correct. Awesome. Well, that's where you can find that information when it hits. Um, tire chains. Inspect your tire chains. Make sure you have everything you need there. Um, I know most drivers don't like using tire chains, but there will be time. There's possibilities that it becomes a necessity. I, I always challenge folks when they talk to me about, well, I don't use change, and I say, well, here's the deal. It's better to learn now whether you use it in here in the building outside the training department or outside and throw it on your truck. It's easier to learn how to do it when it's 50 or 60 degrees than it is when sitting when you're sitting in Wyoming and it's 15 degrees. Yeah, on well, the side of the highway, so. uh, there's no doubt though. When you make the right call and you shut down, that doesn't mean that blizzard's not going to happen around you just because you shut down. So it could be all around you. And although the road might get cleared off and it'd be safe for you to go, sometimes you need change just to get out of the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I one one situation specifically for me, there was a uh, coming across I-80 headed back east, and uh, blizzard kicked up like that. And I think the temperature went from 40, 50 degrees to in the teens and it was blowing snow and got stopped for whatever reason and then to get going to your point i had to throw chains on to get out of the situation so um yeah we don't want drivers to use it to progress but if you need to get out of a situation and get parked safely you absolutely want to know how to do it beforehand yeah they definitely have a purpose and make sure you have all of them there that you need (laughs) oh true enough (laughs) yeah and there's a there's a really there's a good way to um, even know how to hang them on your truck to make it easier to get them on and off, correct? Yeah. So, um, 
And there's, for anybody who is curious, there's some good videos on YouTube uh, of putting the chains on and, and how to use them. So you can check that out. So what are, what are some other things that, you know, getting the truck ready for winter, uh, windshield wiper blades? Yeah, we, uh, our parts room carries a, it's a winter wiper blade. Uh, essentially all it is is uh, there's a rubber coating that goes over the blades to prevent ice from building up in between them so that way you keep the tension on the windshield. Yeah. Uh, drivers can come they, come, they come see me in my office, I can write them a work order and they can just take that to the parts guy and the parts guy will be more than happy to hand some over to him. That's well, a good then, one. I, I actually, I learned my lesson with yeah. those. I uh, was uh, actually right here uh, coming to Joplin. Uh, out of just drove in the, the small hills as you're coming north on I-49. And I had to stop every five miles to beat my windshield, <laughs> windshield wipers clear so that I could finish the trip. Um, and so, yeah, it, it definitely was a, uh, it, it was a learning experience. And I, I even put winter blades on my personal vehicles now thanks to that one. Also, with the, on that same note with the what winter wiper blades, it uh, doesn't really hurt to have two sets of them. Or even, uh, worst case, keep the old set just for a backup because, you know, winter can be harsh on wiper blades, especially if you're going through ice. Just start, it can just shred your blade in no time. Yeah. So it's always good to have a backup there, too, so you can see. So a couple of things that really go along with the windshield wiper blades, uh, can of de-icer and the the fluid the actual fluid itself um they make that for summer and winter too right yeah yeah you can most i think probably most truck stops we don't carry stuff like that here um but they can purchase that stuff on the road and as long as it's for the truck and it's under fifty dollars uh they don't have to even have yeah like a call in ahead of time for that they just turn that receipt in on their reimbursements and they get reimbursed for that amount yeah it's good to get the cold weather uh cold weather washer fluid in there because that That'll help you out. Better not to have that frozen up. Yeah, and the de-icer, your you know your lock on the back should be on the trailer at all times, really to keep. You know, I always say keep the good stuff in and the bad stuff out. Um, and it's nothing when all that stuff's kicking around on the road. All that sometimes when the road is, isn't quite froze up and it's getting a lot of water and moisture off the road, uh, gets in that lock, freezes it up. Can't, carrying that can of de-icer can help you out in a in a pinch. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we've been seeing it on a. Uh the doors like the entry doors as well we've had to come out on the, sh on the yard before and help yep. people get into their trucks that's right <laughs> there you go well uh i know we talked about the fuel system uh but i you know i i remember that uh, winter weather can play havoc on the air system as well uh did the you know as you sent us some of the notes what kind of tips do the techs have uh you know for the air system uh number one which is actually something they should be doing winter or summer but more important in the winter is drain drain your air tanks daily. Um, you have an air dryer on that system, which separates, you know, pulls the, the the moisture out of the air, but it still builds up in those tanks. So you drain it to keep the system from loading up with water. And of course, if it's winter and it's below freezing, you have water in your airlines. Now you're going to have clogged airlines <laughs> because they're iced over. Yeah, we know how we know how dangerous a not functioning air brake system can be. Yeah. Um, it's one of the habits that I always got into, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, getting ready to sit down for the day, and it, maybe it was 30, 40 degrees, and then, like I said before, with the moisture coming off the road, and then you back in, you go to set those trailer brakes, get up in the morning, and it's 5 or 10 degrees, and maybe those wheels don't roll like they should. That happens a lot. 
Uh, and again, that's actually a problem you get in the summer and the winter. Most time in the winter, in the summer, you can get they can actually rust together that quick. Um, yeah, overnight. Wow. And in the winter time, of course, they can freeze. It just so yeah, definitely you want to have yourself a good good hammer. I mean, a little three pound sledge go a long way. That's right. And maybe and you can use your pry bar, or if you, you can find some other long handle and knock them brakes loose. Trailers and trucks both have many problems with stuff like that. And I know when we talked about this before, I told you that I always I carried a, uh, a smithing hammer with me, which is pretty much a three-pound sledge, but they've got an 18-inch handle on them, so you've got a longer handle, so you've got that longer reach. And that, that's what I carried with me, that, that you could reach the brakes pretty easily with that. Yeah, and I'd, I'd suggest using a set of wheel chocks with that as well, because in order to break those brakes free, you're going to have to release your brakes, so you want to make sure you chalk your wheels. Yeah. Yeah, especially when there's snow on the ground, it's not always easy to find a big rock or a log or something to use instead of a chalk. So you're right, best to carry your own. Yeah, I would suggest, you know, whether you guys, especially you guys that are coming out new and you really haven't experienced a winter uh, driving a truck, ask around. Don't, I always tell folks, especially when they're coming through orientation, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, reach out to us. That's what we're here for as your guys' support staff. Um, get you guys we need to get you guys set up for this because you don't want to learn this hard lesson the hard way and again be stuck in wyoming um on i-80 or one of those you know u.s routes when it's 10 or 15 degrees and you know pilot or ta or whatever they're not going to be able to get to you as uh, quickly as we'd like sometimes yeah no you're you're right and it's uh you know it's important to uh to think of you as well and you know i'm kind of looking at the notes here james what uh, what did the techs have to say just thinking about the driver itself with for, forget the equipment what did the did they have some comments as well for our drivers yeah, yeah uh some just kind of standards keep a sleeping bag handy warm clothes for emergencies i mean if something happens you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and your truck won't start for instance you know and if it's an emergency situation uh, people are backed up and they can't maybe road service can't get somebody out to you quickly you don't want to freeze to death so yeah make sure you have plenty of warm clothes make sure you got an extra sleeping bag uh make sure you always have extra food and water because you don't know how long you're going to sit there yeah i know that multi multi-day shutdowns on the top of the mountains is a is a well-known problem and uh, especially up in washington uh Absolutely. it's been known that if you happen to get stuck at the top of the mountain you might be there a couple of weeks it's yeah. happened before it can happen again I don't think Jimmy John's delivers up there, do they? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they they are pretty isolated up there. <laughs> well, you know, I really appreciate you coming in and uh, taking the time to spend a few minutes with us, and you really brought some good information. And I hope these new drivers that are getting ready to go out and experience this winter for the first time, please one do it safely. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable in a situation, shut down, get a hold of operations, let them know what's going on. Uh, we'll come wholeheartedly back you guys up on that uh, we don't want somebody trying to push it push outside their abilities and put themselves in a situation where they end up in a ditch or something worse so yeah yeah and you know that's always the big concern is shut down based on your comfort level and operations is going to back you if you if you say it's not safe then it's not safe and we, right. we take your word for it um, listen James thank you for uh, for joining us today uh, you know, I'll, before uh, before we, we say goodbye, I just want to remind everybody that uh, James has been doing these maintenance minutes. They are great to listen to. So any tips you want to hear on things that you can take care of to save yourself some time on the road rather than having to wait on the shop, uh, little easy parts you can carry in the truck that don't add a lot of weight to, to, your, to your rig and at the same time are, are easy to repair and do on your own. 
uh, check that information out either on Workplace, on the maintenance page on Workplace, or on the CFI YouTube channel. And so, James, thank you for joining us. Next, we have uh, somebody that's really not very unfamiliar from the show. I think he's been on it a few times. Been here a couple. Um, a guy that helps support our safety department, Mr. Andy Standifer. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Adam, glad to, glad to be back again. Glad to have you back. Andy, we're talking about winter preparedness and what our professional drivers can do to make sure they're doing the right thing, be safe, and make sure that in case an emergency does happen, what, what are some of the things that they need to have out there? So. Uh, you being here just like myself, like Adam, you know, we, we started, like everybody else, driving as student drivers. Uh, you and I started here that way, uh, kind of worked up through the ranks. But um, before we get started on like any of those items, like, do you, does any of those, does any of those bring back any memories for you? Oh boy, yeah, well, uh, you know, like you said, one of the unique perspectives that I've gained over the years here at CFI was I started as a driver. And after about seven years in the safety department, I've seen a lot of scenarios play out uh, over the years. Um, among those, you know, I'm going to go back to my driving days, and I'm going to talk about the, a little bit of the very first winter that I, that I drove here. I started driving a truck in October. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, by the time I got through my training phase, um, I, was, I was out learning the, the, the ropes uh, during the peak of winter driving season. So... Um, I can recall a situation where um, I had a, uh, a, a uh, I guess a, one of the one of the antifreeze lines, the hot hot water line, actually broke while I was in transit and uh, wound up stranded on the side of the road on I seventy five in Michigan. Um, do the math, uh, you know, up there in January uh, with it being about ten degrees and the wind blowing out of the north at about thirty five right? mile per hour. <laughs> I learned real quick that you got to have, uh, you got to prepare for those kind of situations. Yeah, and uh, I've never been so cold in my life. <laughs> so, you can't have enough clothes on, I don't think. Yeah. So the the key there was, um, hey, check your bunk heater on your truck today. Make sure that it's in proper working order because if your if your uh, engine's disabled, but as long as you still have battery and, and fuel. You got a heat source right in the cab of the truck. That's a that's a luxury we didn't have back then. Um, if all the above doesn't work, then you got to have some extra uh, provisions. Uh, keep uh, plenty of bedding, warm clothes, and uh, a little bit of food and water. Uh, you never want to be in one of those situations where you're shut down on the interstate for days and days because of a, a winter storm that came through. So you got you got to plan and and and, and be ready for the worst. That's right. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I, I remember uh, my first time in, in winter was uh, up around South Bend, the rest area there. I just decided to call it, and I was pulling off the interstate. And as I was going up the on-ramp, I looked over to my left, and you could see on the interstate full stoppage just over the crest of the hill and because it was, it was that bad. And, you know, my first situation with making the right call and, and pulling it over when, when it was not safe to roll yeah, it could have been in a really dangerous situation had I kept on going down that road and not seen any of that, because uh, it was not visible from the highway. Yeah, the the at the end of the the moral of the story there was about pre-trip inspections, and though I'd done a pre-trip and saw that 
uh, you know, I had an antifreeze leak. Uh, you know, I rolled the dice to drive the truck to the to sure. get it serviced, and I, and I lost on that one because it left me stranded on the side of the road for hours. Yep. So, be the captain of your ship. Sometimes is you know you can do a pre-trip as well as you want to, but sometimes you just, there's going to be things that happen outside of that. Yeah, some things you can't control, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know one of the things you commented on earlier that. When you talk pre-trip, obviously we think about beginning the truck, but in this case, whenever you come out from home time, this next time as we're getting into the cooler months, it's time to stock up on that winter gear like you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of things right off that were always on my checklist about this time of year. Um, most all the time you had to change your wiper blades anyway, at least once a year. Uh, it's time to start thinking about getting winter blades on there. Um, one snowstorm without them, you'll wish you had them. That's... And and uh, then your your uh, washer reservoir, get the summer mix out of there and uh, get a jug of the winter blend. Uh, that way you don't get froze up when you're trying to clean the, the salt and de-icer elements off your windshield. Yeah, even, even from a driver, you know, just themselves on their standpoint. I was thinking as you were talking, I remember having a student on the truck and uh, it was winter time and there was one time that we had to get out of the truck and I don't remember what exactly we were in. I knew we were going to have to be out there for a little while, and I was putting my boots on. Well, this guy, I believe he was from, you know, Southern California, and he had, you know, a pair of those low low ankle shoes that were made out of, like, cloth. And what are you putting your boots on for? And I'm like, well, you'll find out. You know, you get out there just for yourself. You, you want some waterproof boots or something to keep the water off, um, some clothes that you can move around in, and uh, while you want to stay warm, you don't want to sweat, and those types of things. Yeah. On that note, too, speaking of the boots, cowboy boots, uh, that might be something you want to leave in the truck during that time of year. Absolutely. If you, uh, one, one slip, and uh, that, can, that can be a very dangerous situation for a driver. That's right. So um, what are some other types of things like that, that you, you know, whether it's food, clothing, uh, different things that you want to have on the truck just throughout this time of the year? Well, um, being a safety guy, I got to go back to the, to the mindset you have when you're behind the wheel because I think that's the most important part. No matter how much we plan, um, inevitably we're going to miss something as a driver. Um, surprises happen, like you talked about, Adam, just a minute ago. Those great leg effect snow bands, man, they can pop out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, it's pandemonium. Uh, so, if you do have to drive in those situations long enough to get to a safe place to park, there's two things every driver has to keep in mind when you're operating in those less than ideal conditions. First is visibility. You got to be able to see. So keep those windshields clear and um, make sure that we get, get me mechanically sound so that we can, we can maintain optimum visibility even during the worst of conditions. Uh, the second part being speed. There's one common denominator in all the winter weather related crashes I've seen over my years in the safety department and it's driving too fast for conditions. Yep. Um, somehow or another we've got it in our mind that you know the speed limit is what we're supposed to operate out on the highway. And that's not always the case, right? No. So uh, I, I say it like this usually. Um, if you're driving 60 mile per hour on slick roads and a surprise happens, where's your route? You don't have one. No. All you can do is react that's to right. what's, what's going to happen. And I can promise you nine times out of ten it won't be fast enough. Well, and how many times have we played those videos through the safety meetings of these major wrecks that happen almost it seems like every winter where these guys are traveling too fast for conditions and these big 60 70 80 car pileups happen and these guys are just running into the center and it just they don't have anywhere to go that's a great point jeff 
you just tied the two together. Yeah. Visibility, yep. compromise, traction, compromise, and we're, we're operating at a speed that's too fast for conditions, yep. and that's that's a recipe for disaster every single time. Well, and it's not just that. It's, you know, you may think, if you know, whether you grew up in that type of environment and you drove through winters while you are growing up, um, it's not just you, though. You have to account for that other person, and just because you feel comfortable driving that condition, it doesn't mean everybody else around you does either, so. Yeah. I can recall one of the last winters that I drove, and uh, a blizzard was setting in in Iowa. And uh, as we're heading south on 35, this snow's getting pretty pretty dusty out there. And every time a, another uh, commercial vehicle would pass me, it would kick up a, a you know a cloud of snow. I couldn't see, uh, even though the conditions were you know mediocre. It wasn't real slick yet. It was going to get there. Yeah. But that visibility factor coupled to, um, you know, compromised traction, uh, folks, that was my cue to it's time to park. Yeah. Plain and simple. You know, I actually do bring up a point with the snow drifts and stuff coming off. Remember, snow on the back, on the tops of your trailers is going to be a big factor. And uh, I don't know for new drivers, if you haven't seen in the northern states these blades that are in these racks, that's to scrape the snow off the top of your, your trailer. And they normally, a lot of shippers and, and receivers provide that as a service to you as a driver to help you get that off the trailer before you take off. Yeah, good call out. And you know, actually in a lot of states, especially up in the northern uh, tier, uh, there's there's penalties for the driver for operating equipment with snow drifts too, too tall on the back of the trailers. So, um, you know, I would, I would encourage you when you're inspecting your equipment, before you roll with it, you got a problem with that, uh, maybe give our road service team a shout and see what solutions might be on the table. Yeah, because I remember a, a video back when we had one of the cameras in the truck the first time from one of the students, and uh, there was a piece of ice that come off a truck in front of that person, and it hit the windshield. And Luckily, that driver did the right thing, maintained his lane, and didn't get all crazy, but uh, that could have been real bad real quick. Yeah, the more and more we're sitting here talking, guys, it just all goes back to the basics of safe driving, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And But it's just, uh, it's just even more important when we start to lose the favorable uh, conditions and trade them for less than favorable conditions. We've got to be ready for it all. That's right. Um, I mean, we've been hitting all around it. We really haven't said it. You know, it's something that's been around for a long time. It was well before I ever started here in 2008. Captain of the ship. Um, it's not just a saying. No, it's not a saying. It, it's not a slogan that we put on the wall. It's, it's, that's the way we operate. Um, and uh, you, you, I'm here to say, you know, I, I couldn't be happier that we have that safety philosophy and culture in this organization that when uh, you, the professional driver, say the conditions are no longer suitable for safe driving, time to find a place to park, that we support you for that. Any time that you deem that the conditions are no longer favorable for safe driving, find a safe place to park and contact operations, and the entire organization is going to support you for making that call. Um, you know, a late great person in the safety trucking business once said that, or said many times, that, uh, you know, uh, there's not a load out there so hot it won't cool off in a ditch somewhere, right? That's right. Um, yep. Jeff, from an operational standpoint, wouldn't we rather call the customer and tell them, I'm sorry, but our driver made the safe call? Yes rather than, I'm sorry, uh, we crashed your load. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to say that we're going to be late than it is to say that the product that we were carrying for you is now scattered all over I-80. 
Yeah, that's right. Customers may not like that all the time, but they, at the end of the day, they'll respect that 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 we have safe professional yeah. drivers that do the right thing. Yeah, and I can tell you just you know from getting all over the building that uh, the director of safety, Jeff Urinal, Andy Stanifer, uh, the manager in safety, um, Gregor, Mike Hens, all of our leadership team is behind this. So as you guys are out there, and if you're a new driver, you're just hearing this. Uh, I'm sure that you heard it in orientation. This isn't this isn't something that we just you know, kind of say, and it's one of those slogans we throw up on the wall. We mean it. We're going to do it. Uh, so if you have any issues with it, just let us know. Yeah, it's exactly right. And you know, from those levels too, it's not uh, it's not about dollars and cents and serving our customers. Um, it's about protecting our people and, and doing the right thing. That's right. Yep. Well, uh, couldn't agree more. That's an excellent excellent safety message. I think probably to wrap up this uh, this podcast. Yep. So, Andy, again, thanks for being here. I think we need to get you your own special chair uh, or something to, to, you know, Saturday Night Live has the five-timers club coats. Maybe That's maybe right. we'll get you something for that. Yeah. Hey, uh, great uh, to be here, as always. Uh, always appreciate the opportunity to talk to our professional drivers. Yeah.